praise the Lord this morning. It's wonderful to be in his house on Resurrection Sunday. If you have your Bibles, please turn to the book of Matthew chapter 12. Always encourages saints to bring their paper Bible to church. Matthew 12, verses 38 to 42. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered, saying, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. But he answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it, because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And indeed, a greater than Jonah is here. The queen of the south will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And indeed, a greater than Solomon is here. Jesus, show us a sign. We want to see a sign from you. Prove yourself. Jesus answers, no sign will be given except. Jesus continues speaking precisely of two biblical examples, characters, happenings, and the response concerning these that of Jonah, and that of Solomon. Well, let's establish the truth this morning that there is none greater than Jesus. No prophet, no wise man, no orator, no king, no preacher, no ruler, none greater. No one greater than Jesus. Indeed, a greater than Jonah is here, a greater than Solomon. Jesus, we want to see a sign from you. Prove yourself. Verse 39, but he answered and said to them, an evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. We may struggle at these words. The NLT reads, Jesus replied, only an evil, adulterous generation would demand a miraculous sign. The Amplified Bible Verses 38 and 39, then some of the scribes and Pharisees said to him, Teacher, we want to see a sign, a testing miracle from you, proving that you are what you claim to be. But he replied and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation that is morally unfaithful to God craves and demands a miraculous sign. But no sign will be given to it except. What is the sign given to such a generation? The sign of the prophet Jonah. And then he mentions the wisdom of Solomon. Jonah was a prophet. Many of us are familiar with the story. If you ever went through children's class, you're familiar with the story A man called of God and told by God to grow and preach righteousness in a certain city. 
And we know how Jonah acted running from the call of God. He took off, headed down to the docks, paid the fare, and boarded a ship to get away from God Almighty, to run from the call. He thought he could hide from God. Now, these actions do not line up with the actions of Jesus. However, the Lord shows us that even a prophet, even a preacher, every single one of us needs repentance and righteousness. Every one of us needs saving. Jesus needed no saving. Jesus is the perfect, sinless Son of God. The perfect prophet, the perfect man, the perfect preacher, the perfect king, the perfect Savior. The text, the New King James Version, the sign of the prophet Jonah, for as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Jesus, show us in a testing miracle, show us a sign, prove yourself to us. The message reads, Jesus said, you're looking for proof, but you're looking for the wrong kind. All you want is something to titillate your curiosity, satisfy your lust for miracles. The only proof you're going to get is what looks like the absence of proof. Jonah evidence. Like Jonah, three days and nights in the fish's belly, the Son of Man will be gone three days and nights in a deep grave. The saving sign of Jesus is all over the pages of the Bible. From Genesis to Revelation, we see Jesus. He is the Savior. He is the greater than. None greater. The Bible tells us that he surrendered to the cross of Calvary. He died on the cross for the sins of humanity, beaten bloody for the sins of people. They nailed him to the cross. He surrendered his life. He cried out, it is finished, having completed and fulfilled the perfect will of his Father. They took him down and they buried him in a tomb. And three days later, he rose from the grave. He rose victorious. Jonah, a sign. We've all sinned and fallen short. We've all run to the docks. We've all paid the fare to board a ship to get away from God, to run and hide. You'll never find me out there in the great water. The boarding of a ship headed in the wrong direction, and the Lord comes to draw us out. There was a storm. Come and draw him out to wake the man. And those that controlled the ship didn't know what to do. Well, the answer came. Jonah said, it's because of me, my disobedience. He said, throw me overboard. They threw him overboard. And the sea calmed. And the Lord sent a great fish to swallow the man. Three days, three nights. What would the response of this man be? Well, if you know the text, Jonah repented. Jonah repented in the belly of the fish. 
And the sign is that if we too will repent because of Jesus, because he conquered the grave, the heart of the earth, the great sea monster must spit us out on the land of a new day. No sign will be given except. You know, Jonah went to Nineveh and he preached repentance and righteousness. What happened? You imagine strolling into a city, just you, with a word from the Lord? No soft sell gospel. (laughs) Jonah, I want you to go. Preach repentance and righteousness. Otherwise, we're going to overthrow this place. So he went and preached. Verse 41 says, Then the men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And indeed, a greater than Jonah is here. The sign of Jonah and this link to response in Nineveh, response to preaching, to the preaching of the gospel. You know, the Bible mentions nothing of miracles performed. The Bible mentions nothing of the dead being raised or blind eyes seeing or deaf ears opening. The Bible mentions nothing of the miracles of Jonah. What the Bible does mention is preaching. Jonah preached and the people repented. This warning, the people believed the message of the Lord at the word of the Lord they believed. A greater than Jonah. Is the preaching of Jesus not greater? The words of Jesus, the warnings of Jesus, the call of Jesus, the preaching of repentance and righteousness. You know, I wonder, does does Jesus have to do more than preach? That cities repent? That cities turn to him? That cities believe? Jesus in a city. Jesus was on the scene at that time, and he was teaching and he was preaching. He said, show us a sign. A miraculous happening. Prove yourself to us. You know, the Bible says truth sets free. Verse 41, the Amplified, the men of Nineveh will stand up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And behold, someone more and greater than Jonah is here. The Voice Bible reads, One day the people of Nineveh will rise up in judgment and will condemn your present generation. For the Ninevites turned from sin to God when they heard Jonah preach. And now one far greater than Jonah is here. Well, you say today, if Jesus was preaching to us, things would be different. Would they? Would they? You know, one well-known preacher, I remember when he stated that if Jesus was to set up church down the street from his, Jesus would have less people in the building because he'd preach things he wouldn't. Just saying, you know. If one preaches Jesus and his truth is not Jesus preaching,
in churches across the planet week after week. People don the doors and Jesus is preaching in Bible-believing churches that are preaching the truth of the Word, holding the right doctrine, preaching the proper gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus is preaching. And some stroll in to the house of the Lord and they're like, show us a sign. We want to see some miraculous happening. Prove yourself to us, Jesus. And I believe his answer is the same. He's saying, an evil and adulterous generation seeks a sign. And no sign will be given except. I mean, why would he share these words? Why would he speak these words? What words are these? The men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And indeed, a greater than Jonah is here. You know, all they had was preaching. And they repented. They turned. Indeed, a greater than Jonah is here. You know, Jesus came to this earth. We know the story. Perhaps you've heard it before. He came to rescue humanity. He surrendered to the Father's will. He lived a perfect, sinless, obedient life. He surrendered to the cross for us, for you. He died for your sins. You might be reconciled unto God the Father that you might be given the gift of life, showing the great mercy and grace of God Almighty. Rescued from the heart of the earth, from the grave, from the belly of the great sea monster of humanity, that you might one day live with him in paradise for all eternity. This game is not a game. Yet it is for keeps. Matthew 12, 42. The queen of the south will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And indeed, a greater than Solomon is here. Solomon, the wisest man to ever live. This ruler, this authority, this earthly king. And as we read the text on the pages, we understand that there was a great desire. A great desire in the earth to hear the wisdom of King Solomon. To meet him. And to have him speak to you, and to speak with him, and to ask him questions, and to take in the wonder of his kingdom. And Jesus says, the greater than Solomon is here, on the scene, his kingdom alive in the earth. 1 Kings 10, verses 1 to 13. Now when the queen of Sheba had heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, there it is, she came to test him with hard questions. She came to Jerusalem with a very great retinue, with camels that bore spices, very much gold and precious stones. And when she came to Solomon, she spoke with him about all that was in her heart. So Solomon answered all her questions. There was nothing so difficult for the king that he could not explain it to her. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all the wisdom of Solomon, the house that he had built, the food on his table, the seating of his servants, the service of his waiters and their apparel, 
His cupbearers and his entryway by which he went up to the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. Then she said to the king, it was a true report, which I heard in my own land about your words and your wisdom. However, I did not believe the words until I came and saw with my own eyes. And indeed, the half was not told me. Your wisdom and prosperity exceed the fame of which I heard. Happy are your men and happy are these servants, your servants who stand continually before you and hear your wisdom. Blessed be the Lord your God who delighted in you, setting you on the throne of Israel. Because the Lord has loved Israel forever, therefore he made you king to do justice and righteousness. Then she gave the king 120 talents of gold, spices in great quantity and precious stones. There never again came such abundance of spices as the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. Also the ships of Hiram, which brought gold from Ophir, brought great quantities of wood and precious stones. And the king made steps of the wood for the house of the Lord and for the king's house, also harps and stringed instruments for singers. There never again came such wood, nor has the like been seen to this day. Now King Solomon gave the queen of Sheba all she desired. Whatever she asked besides what Solomon had given to her according to the royal generosity. So she turned and went to her own country, she and her servants. Jesus says, I'm on the scene. A greater than Solomon is here. No sign shall be given except... And then added to the sign of Jonah the mention of Solomon. We read it again. The queen of the south will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And indeed, a greater than Solomon is here. The great wisdom of Solomon... This wise man, in the flow of his kingdom, she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom. All the men and women would come from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of the greater than Solomon. His words... The words of Jesus are life. They are truth. They are healing. They are hope. They are salvation. Indeed, a greater than Solomon has come. You know, she came from the ends of the earth to hear, and many can't come from the end of the street, let alone the end of the city. Jesus. His wisdom. You know, when you link the scriptures and you read, Jesus, I'm greater than Solomon. The greater than Solomon is here. And then you read of the account of the Queen of Sheba. Things just come to life. That's why, you know, you should probably read the whole book. Just saying. Happy are his men, and happy are these his servants who stand continually before him and hear his wisdom. Receive the word of the Lord today. Blessed be the Lord God who delighted in him, Jesus, setting him, Jesus, on the throne of Israel. Because the Lord has loved Israel forever, therefore he made Jesus king to do justice and righteousness. You know, the text says she was blown away. The answers in the flow of the kingdom, the manner of the kingdom, 
And when the Queen of Sheba had seen all the wisdom of Solomon, the house he had built, the food on his table, the seating of his servants, listen, we can receive this, servants of the Lord, the service of his waiters and their apparel, his cupbearers, his entryway by which he went up into the house, there was no more spirit in her. Now that's a church. That's a kingdom. She was so amazed, absolutely astounded. She was so in awe that she had to, had to do what? She had to add to the kingdom. So blown away, she traveled from the ends of the earth, amazed, shocked. No spirit left in her. And the response, she not only said, but she did. She added to the kingdom talents of gold, spices in great quantity, precious stones. Listen to what the Bible says. There never again came such abundance of spices as the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. Also the ships of Hiram, which brought the gold, brought great quantities of wood and precious stones, and the king made these steps. The harps and the stringed instruments for singers. Never again came such wood, nor has the like been seen to this day. You know, her response was fitting. Her response was proper. I see this kingdom, the flow of it, the glory of it, the majesty of it, how awesome is this kingdom. I got to add to it. I got to have a part in this. I got to bless this king. I got to honor this king. I got to bring glory. Pour out some riches for this king. The queen, you know, she didn't leave empty-handed. Her response was met with the royal generosity of the king. The Bible says, Now King Solomon gave the queen of Sheba all she desired. Whatever she asked, besides what Solomon had given her, according to the royal generosity of the Lord Jesus, church, a greater than Solomon is here. His kingdom is alive in the earth. His kingdom is advancing in the earth. First Kings 10. We're going to get our Bible reading in today, verses 14 to 20. The weight of gold that came to Solomon yearly was 666 talents of gold. Besides that, from the traveling merchants, from the income of traders, from all the kings of Arabia, and from the governors of the country. And King Solomon made 200 large shields of hammered gold. 600 shekels of gold went into each shield. What a kingdom. He also made 300 shields of hammered gold. Three miners of gold went into each shield. The king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon. Moreover, the king made a great throne of ivory and overlaid it with pure gold. The throne had six steps. And the top of the throne was round at the back. There were armrests on either side of the place of the seat, and two lions stood beside the armrests. Twelve lions stood there. Man, there's so much truth in these scriptures if you read the whole book. Twelve lions stood there, one on each side of the six steps. Nothing like this had been made for any other kingdom. Let it be said of the kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that nothing like this has been made for any other kingdom. I want to encourage us today, let's make his praise glorious. Let's make his kingdom glorious. Our response at the flow of his kingdom, his answers, the wonder. Lord, we've got to add to this. i got to add to this, Lord. I need a part in this. 
for you are worthy. You are worthy to receive blessing and honor and glory and power and riches and wisdom and strength. You know, we need the unholy spirit taken out of us. No more of that breath in us. Well, we might as well finish it off. Verses 21 to 29. All King Solomon's drinking vessels were gold. And all the vessels of the house of the forest of Lebanon were pure gold. Not one was silver, for this was accounted as nothing in the days of Solomon. For the king had merchant ships at sea with the fleet of Hiram. Once every three years, the merchant ships came bringing gold, silver, ivory, apes, and monkeys. So King Solomon surpassed all the kings of the earth in riches and wisdom. Now all the earth sought the presence of Solomon. All the earth to hear his wisdom which God had put in his heart. Each man brought his present, articles of silver and gold, garments, armor, spices, horses, and mules at the set rate year by year. And Solomon gathered chariots and horsemen. He had 1,400 chariots and 12,000 horsemen whom he stationed in the chariot cities and with the king at Jerusalem. The king made silver as common in Jerusalem as stones. And he made cedar trees as abundant as the sycamores, which are in the lowland. Also Solomon had horses imported from Egypt and Kavah. The king's merchant ships brought them, bought them at the current price. You know, I'd just like to stop here for a moment and say, just a note, the kingdom is not fearful nor affected by current prices. He will build his kingdom. It goes on now, a chariot that was imported from Egypt cost, some of you are worried about current prices. Trust in the Lord. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. I went into a bakery on the south side the other day, and I like this Austrian rye. It's really dark. It's a skinny little loaf of bread. I bought my father one too, $11 a loaf. I said, hallelujah, thank you for this bread, Lord. Tasted better than ever. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things will be added unto you. God will take care of you. Do you trust him? A greater than Solomon, the king of kings. Jesus surpasses all kings. Riches and wisdom, let all the earth seek the presence of Jesus. Let each man and woman bring their gifts. Let there be a gathering for the king and to the king. Jonah, Solomon, indeed, a greater than, is here. We can have the worship team return. The sign of which Jesus spoke of is in the earth today. The preaching of righteousness, the preaching of repentance, the call of the prophet, the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the cross, the tomb, the resurrection, the ascension, and the second coming of the Son of God. Do we still cry, show us a sign? Some miraculous happening? Prove yourself, Jesus. Jesus said, no sign will be given. The kingdom of the greater than. I wonder, at his word, will you repent? Like the citizens of Nineveh? Will you travel from the ends of the earth to hear his wisdom and drink in the manner of his kingdom? Will you bring gifts to the king? The greater than is here. 
please hear these words today concerning the Queen of the South. I want to share these. The points in which she rebukes us, or some of us, will be six. The first is this. Her interest in Solomon was readily awakened. Here is the point. However, at which the Savior aimed when he said that she would rise up in judgment against many. For, said he, she took an interest in Solomon, but you take no interest in Christ. Secondly, she equally condemns many for their want of candor in judging about the Savior. Thirdly, the queen is to be commended, and she judges us, because after having her curiosity aroused and having candidly weighed evidence, she proceeded to make personal investigation. She did not send an ambassador to see if it was true. I wish you would even come and try Christ with your hard questions, as this queen of Sheba did Solomon Come and see whether he can forgive great sins. Come and see whether he can help you in great trials. Come and bring to him your great doubts and your grievous distresses. Come and tell to him your despair and your horrible thoughts and the blasphemous suggestions that creep through your mind. Come and see whether he is a Savior able to save you. It will be a new thing if he shall have to say, You are beyond my power. You have sinned beyond my reach of love. Come and try him, I say, with your hardest question and most difficult case, and you shall only prove the truth of his word. Him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. The queen of Sheba went for herself, and that is the point. Come and see for yourselves. May the Spirit of God help you to do so. I feel it necessary by the Spirit of the Lord to continue with this. The fourth point in which she deserves our imitation is this, that in coming to Solomon, she was not to be deterred by great difficulties. She was a queen. Must she leave her government? How can that be done? Suppose while she was away, there should be a rebellion and a riot. Great lords and counselors might object to the absence of the supreme power, and there might come serious damage to the state through the absence of the royal authority. Never mind. She would waive that, and she considered that she could afford to run that risk if she might but know something of the wisdom of Solomon. Then it was a very long journey. Our Lord called it the ends of the earth. And journeys in those days were far longer than now. When they had to travel across deserts, places where there were no roads, scarcely a bridle track, this great woman had to gather together a whole train of servants, for she could not travel as an ordinary person might. She must take with her, in fact, a great, very great army of attendants. And it might be that the tribes through whose territory she passed would rise in arms against her. She might be waylaid by robbers, or if not by ordinary robbers, because her train was too strong, then the very strength of her train would provoke the hostility of various kings through whose territory she passed. She must have been a bold woman to undertake such a journey. It must have been extremely expensive and wondrously hazardous, and yet, Whatever it might cost her, she was so enamored of wisdom, so fond of that which instructs the mind that she must go to hear for herself the wisdom of Solomon. But nowadays, oh, how little a thing keeps men from seeking the wisdom of Christ, who is far greater than Solomon. To go up to the house of God to hear about him is sometimes wonderfully difficult. Persons go out on Monday to business who cannot go out on Sunday. It is raining on Sunday, and it is very curious how rain on Sunday will keep some people in. Their health is so weak 
Though the same rain on Monday does not affect them at all in that particular way. Have you ever observed how so many people, how some persons appear to be periodically ill on Sundays? That seems to be a favorite day for being ill. And then they will say they cannot walk, cannot walk so far. And they would object to ride, the objection being probably to going at all at the bottom. Then you will hear the person say, Well, I found that I must stay at home with this child. Or I had something that must be done in the family. You do not make those excuses if there is going to be a party to which you are invited or if there is some festival to be held. Then they make up their mind to go, well, not to there, but to go and hear some attractive man or to hear the voice of some sweet singer. That may be managed, but to go and hear of Jesus Christ, well, they cannot. They cannot manage it. It is too difficult. There is a lion in the way. They cannot do it. Now there is another point in which the Queen of Sheba is to be greatly admired. I'll be brief upon it. And it was this, that when she came to Solomon and had seen his wisdom, she was quick to acknowledge what she had learnt. She said to Solomon that there was no spirit left in her, that the sight of what she had seen and that the half of it had not been told her. The last point about her was this, that after Solomon had told her all that she asked, she gave to Solomon so great a treasure that rich as he was, it is said he had never had such a treasure before or even afterwards. She brought to him such costly, precious things, and she gave them freely. He gave her abundance in return. Let's stand in the house of the Lord today. Greater than Jonah is here. Greater than Solomon is here. Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Receive the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Receive the message of a Savior. This weekend, Good Friday, we celebrated the great sacrifice of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. As I said on Friday, those of us that know him, we are ambassadors. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled unto God. This is serious. Don't play lightly with it. Repent at the preaching. preaching of repentance and righteousness. Jesus said, the greater than is here. And Jesus is in this room today. He's here for you. The greater than Solomon is in the house. Perhaps you've come into this place, you say, you have no idea what I've done. No, I don't. But he knows. And he can fix things. He can save you. He can restore the years that the canker worm has eaten. He can raise you from the dead. You say, show me a miracle. You know what? Give him your life and he'll show you a miracle. He'll make you a miracle. He will change you from the inside out. You will see life come from death. The truth is we're all dead men walking without Jesus Christ death sentence upon us, we might not see it and we might ignore it. We might try and hide it. But the truth remains. Don't gamble like this. 
This is for keeps. Resurrection Sunday. The Son of Man, just as Jonah was in the belly of that great fish, the sea monster, you know what? Jesus went into the grave to conquer the grave for us. The grave for us is not the end. The heart of the earth for us is not the end. Our hope is the resurrection life. The resurrection life of our King. Hebrews 1.3, who being in the brightness of His glory and the express image of His person and upholding all things by the word of His power, when He had Himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. There will come a day when the door of salvation is closed. You say, give me the Sunday, preacher. I'll give my life to Jesus the week before. It's not how it works. Not even the son knows the hour. But one day the father will say, son, it's time. The door is shut. I'm not trying to scare anybody into the kingdom. That's the last thing I'm trying to do. I am trying to scare you out of hell. (laughs) One day he will return and the door will be shut. Just like the man Noah who built an ark. You know the ark, the greater ark is Jesus. And once the door is shut, that's it. The Bible says it's once appointed for man to die and then the judgment. The truth is, if we're not here during the second coming of Jesus Christ, we will, you know, pass before that day. And none of us knows when that day will be. Live ready. Be ready. Right relationship with God. You say, well, I got a relationship with God. What, some form of religion? A baptismal certificate from when you were an infant? A past declaration card that you were a member of a church? It's not enough. Well, I had a praying grandmother. We've just always been Christians, so that's what I am. This is about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And that is what it comes down to. That is what it comes down to. I was in a car dealership on Friday. Was it Friday or Thursday? One of the days. And we're in the service bay. I told this to a few people. And they want you to go sit out in the, in the lobby, you know. And I said, no, 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 there was this little table. So where all the vehicles are coming in on side by side and all the mechanics are working and they're doing an oil change right there under the ground. And, I said, can I just sit right here? And they said, yeah, no problem. So I opened my Bible. That's all I had. And just began to start reading. And this guy came up. And he walks by and he's looking at the book. He finally, I like that. And then he walked away and he was one of the guys working there. And then I walked away for a bit. I had to go deal with something in the service, but he came back. And here is an individual that sold me the vehicle years before. And he said, I can't believe you're here today. Well, this is how the Lord works. The Lord is knocking on people's hearts. The Lord is drawing people. We've talked about the gospel before. And this individual said, I can't believe you're here today. And I'm like, well, you know, we've got to come here every so often. <laughs> uh, hopefully not too frequently, but here we are. And he said, you know, God must be trying to get a hold of me. He said, yeah, he is, you know. And he proceeded to tell me, I was on Facebook yesterday, I mean Fleshbook, I mean Facebook, and he was uh, scrolling through, and he uses it for business, okay, and he's scrolling through, and he saw this woman that he had sold a vehicle to, or uh, something with a vehicle, and she had MS, and he knew this. But here in this video, he showed me the video, you know, she was you know, leaping and dancing and moving forward where she couldn't before. And he messaged her and said, what in the world? And she wrote back, well, I was at a church service and I got prayed over and I got slain in the spirit 
And since then, I've been recovering. And I just looked at him and I said, yeah, God does miracles. When are you going to give your life to Jesus Christ? And he's like, well, I believe, I believe. I said, listen, it comes down to surrender. And at that, he stopped and he said, surrender. And that's it, church. No matter who we are, it comes down to surrender. We have to surrender our lives to Jesus Christ. We give up control of our lives to the Lord. You say, well, I want to be Lord. You're a little L Lord. I'm a little L Lord. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Add to his kingdom. You know, the greatest thing you could add to his kingdom is your soul. Because he died for you. We're going to lift this song up. If you don't know Jesus Christ, yeah, you can get saved in your seat. Open your heart and your life to him. This is not about praying some prayer and repeating after me. Or three, two, one, lift up your hand and you're saved. This is a decision to change your life. A decision to surrender and give your life to him. Jesus said, follow me. Take up your cross. Deny self. Lose your life. And you will find life. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Today is salvation day. What a day to give your life to the Lord. Resurrection day. Lord, we thank you that you've conquered the grave for us. We know that you are the greater than. You are the greater than Jonah. You are the greater than Solomon. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You have been given the name that is above every other name. Blessed are those who bow now and confess now that you are Lord and give their life now to you. Lord, we ask in this place that a spirit of conviction would fall upon those that do not know you and that they would come out of sin, be rescued. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled unto God. And Lord, I pray for all of us that we would continue to add to your kingdom. We would continue to gather and drink into the wonder and the majesty and the glory of your kingdom. A heart and a desire to add. And a heart and a desire to commune with you, Lord. We give you all the glory today, Jesus. Hallelujah.